The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Leslie Lee is a prolific writer who's been crafting captivating stories since the age of six with a diverse literary repertoire, including the enchanting fantasy romance adventure Child of Dawn, where her love for the written word comes alive like a vivid cinematic experience. And Leslie is with us here. How are you today? I'm fabulous after that introduction. Thank you so much. Wow. So what was was the inspiration behind Child of Dawn and how did you develop that concept? You know, it was it was incredibly interesting. Um, usually when I get an idea for a book, um, it just comes out of nowhere. There'll be yeah. something that I see or I hear and then we just kind of go from there. And Child of Dawn, um, I had recently read uh, the story of Beauty and the Beast to um, some little kiddos and I started thinking about the idea and it kind of came from the concept of what if Beauty met Beast, but instead of Beauty changing Beast back into the prince with her love, they ended up changing one another um, and loving each other in spite of their appearances and their differences. And so it kind of just that was the initial um, premise. And then it kind of just exploded. Um, so from, yeah. um, and um, I've always been kind of obsessed with vampire lore, um, not just Dracula, which is, you know, the obvious go to if you like vampires, but yeah. like going back before Dracula. And so, of course, I had to bring in um, the kind of the idea of instead of Beast being a beast, he's um, a vampire elf mutant, as it were. So that's where it comes from. Yeah. <laughs> and what is it that you believe sets this fantasy romance adventure? apart from some of your other works that you've done before this is my first fantasy <laughs> I, I love the um i i call them the classic fantasies like lord of the rings and chronicle of narnia um i grew up reading those um but i tend to do more historical fiction yeah. that's 
my my main genre. And so I wanted to challenge myself and see if I could kind of create this entire world that doesn't exist um, first in my head and then put it on a piece of paper. So yeah. So how do you approach the challenge of switching genres like that, given the diversity in your yeah. literary works? <laughs> it's a big difference. Um, yeah. I, I did a lot of research um, first kind of on, like I said, like the origins of vampire stories, um, yeah. predating Dracula and Bram Stoker. Um, but then I also delved into how Tolkien was inspired, how Lewis was inspired. Um, both of them created, you know, just universes, really, um, yeah. that stories were placed in. And I knew I had to do that. So I I kind of came up with a framework and then I, you know, proceeded from there. And it was a constant growing process. I didn't have all the ideas and all the places and all the characters when I started. I knew what I wanted to begin with and what I wanted to finish with. And then yeah. I just have continued to paint this world as I continue to write. Absolutely. And were there any personal experiences or influences that played a role in shaping the narrative of the book? That is a fabulous question. Um, yeah, I I think, you know, one of the like plot themes that is in the book is loving somebody in spite of who they are, um, agreeing with one another on the premise that even if you don't have similar beliefs or similar or lifestyles or backgrounds or cultures, it doesn't matter. Um, there still can be um, peace and reconciliation, especially in the world we live in now. Um, none of none of those ideas were really intentional when I started writing, but yeah. you know, living in present day where there's just chaos over everything, and you don't look like me, and therefore I'm not going to like you, or you don't believe the same thing, and therefore I'm not going to like you, um, is such a prevalent thing that we hear about, yeah. and. So so, um, and I've I've grown up with a lot of that. Um, writing's not a prevalent uh, hobby or um, profession. You know, not everybody does it. And so, there's been a lot of teasing that I've gone through um, as a as a child and a young adult. I have a son who has um, disabilities. Um, he's autistic, and I've watched him struggle and be challenged um, because he's different. His mind works differently. And so there's a lot of that in in the book, um, learning to be who you are in spite of what people may think of you or believe about you and ultimately learning to shine um, yeah. with, with whatever gift or ability that you've been given. Absolutely. And you mentioned the themes there. How do you manage to kind of incorporate the themes into your writing without compromising the storytelling? Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a challenge. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I tend to always have characters in my writing that have something to overcome, um, yeah. obviously, because I've faced challenges. And so that's always kind of a, a starting point. Um, who is this character because of the challenges that that they come across or they face. Um, a lot of times, like in the historical fiction, it's been somebody who is not well off um, struggles to like yeah. make their society um in spite of lack of education or lack of finances or whatever um and so i have to kind of like like merge and twist the idea that i want to get across um but obviously like in this in this case it's in a fictional world so how do you how do you put real life value and real life truth into something that isn't real um yeah. 
Oh, it's definitely a challenge, especially in like the tone and in the writing. You don't want to just say it like you would in present day. You want to make it a bit more flowery or, you know, paint a different picture than if you were talking about 2023. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You've written so many books before. And as I mentioned, this is the first fantasy one. So what was it that actually made you want to step into this genre originally? I love a challenge. Um, I actually wrote the the one and only like modern day book I ever wrote was actually written off a of dare. I mm. had a friend who's basically said, you know, you you write like these flowery, romantic period pieces. Why don't you try to write something like real? Yeah. And so I um and this had always been I've I've read a lot of really good fantasy fiction and I've really I've read a lot of bad fantasy fiction and so I kind of wanted to challenge myself and say all right you know you've said it you there's good and there's bad write yeah. something good and and rise to the occasion and this book actually took me the longest out of any book I've ever written because oh, wow. of that as I wanted it to be um genuine and good and not corny or so far out there that people were like, what, what did I just read? You know? Yeah. And you mentioned that before this, you were doing the kind of romance and period stuff. Is there still a bit of romance in this book? Oh, absolutely. I can't, I can't write a book without a good romance. Um, I, um, those are the chapters that probably are the most challenging for me because I, I don't want it to be corny and don't want it to be over the top. I want it to be just right. Yeah. Um, and so I, 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 that is a challenge for me and I do struggle with those chapters I want um I have a 11 year old daughter she could pick up this book and read it and not be like terrified of what she's reading um yeah. but then I also want you know full-grown adults to be able to read it and enjoy it so there's kind of like that fine line that I walk between you know it being a really good romance and it being like too steamy for a minor to read you know yeah <laughs> Well, speaking of which, you actually started writing when you were six years old. So what yeah. was it that prompted that passion at such a young age? Um, specifically, Charlotte's Web by E. White and The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, obviously by C.S. Lewis. Um, yeah. I my, my mother would read to me when I was really little. We would sit on the couch and she would read me a chapter a day. And I just fell in love with being able to kind of shut out the world and visualize what she was reading in my mind. Um, and I couldn't, once, once I was able to, you know, read a chapter book, I couldn't, I couldn't stop reading. I, I think I read Lion, Witch, the Wardrobe when I was seven. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So it's just been this continuous um, love affair with the written word um, and wanting to now not only like be able to read something and absorb it myself, but then put something on paper or on my computer um, for somebody else to read, to give back what I was given as a young child. How would you say your writing process has evolved over the years? First, I, I would when I when I began writing, I would just take a simple piece of paper. My stories were not that long, maybe a page yeah. um, if I was lucky. Um, I remember when I was a lot younger um, and, you know, dial up was coming around the beginnings yeah. of the Internet. And I was able to re- it took a lot to be able to research because you had to, you know, start your computer and dial up and whatever. Oh, yes. Uh, and I didn't have my own. I had to use my parents. So I had to wait for them to be done. And but I remember being able to start to create stories off of what I was able to get so readily um, off the Internet. And from there, I kind of just I went down a rabbit hole. You know, it was just this continuous like world where you had an idea um, and you went from like when I was little, it was, you know, OK, once upon a time, the end. But then as I grew up, it became much more emotion driven things in life that impacted me. Like we've talked about, like would be put in, in my writing, um, in, in high school, you know, where, where you're kind of figuring out who you are. Um, you know, everything everything was on paper. I mean, I still have books and books and books of just all my emotions going onto paper and sorts, short stories and poems and journal entries. And that's, I mean, that's literally how I, I kind of like was able to like grow up and kind of become grounded was through my writing. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that your writing has improved since you were six years old? I hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. <laughs> yeah. In what ways do you think it has improved? It obviously has since you were six, but in what kind of specific things do you think that over the years has got better? I've gotten a lot of feedback about how I'm a very descriptive writer. Uh, I remember being uh, in high school and reread uh, A Tale of Two Cities. And there's a passage in there that just talks about, I want to say it's A Tale of Two Cities. I'm now worried my English teacher is going to call me out on this (laughs) and say, there's a passage in a Charles Dickens book that takes about five pages to describe how a door looks. Oh, wow. 
that's the kind of writing that I've kind of grown into. You know, when when I was younger, everything was two dimensional. Like they, the characters, like woke up one day and they decided to go on an adventure, and they went on the adventure and they killed the dragon. The end. Like there was no, <laughs> there was no plot and there was no description. And so as I've evolved as a writer, I've really tried to hone in on being descriptive, finding different ways to say things. You don't want to just say, I love you. You want to come out, you know, you want to come up with a really good way to say it that no one else has said it that way before, you know, yeah. so that readers are remembering your writing because of what you've written. And in. do you have any specific rituals or habits that you follow during your writing sessions? Well, um, so we're in my, my office right now, which is my, is my closet. And if you could see around me, um, I have pictures on the wall of of castles. This is because I have it from Child of Dawn. I have castles. I have um, broody looking men in white billowy shirts. I have have quotes that like I've read that have struck me. I have a bunch of books. My computer's actually being propped up by a bunch of books on vampires. And so I surround my stuff, myself, with visuals. Um, I I, am a very visual writer. I tend to um, see my books and my writing like a movie um and so when i'm trying when i'm trying to describe something it's almost like i'm trying to write a screenplay but in book form if that makes sense and and so everything everything that i put on paper usually is prompted by something that i i've seen um and and yeah my walls are literally like covered And so I start with like a visual and then I try to like incorporate that into whatever I'm I'm writing. And do you think that makes the books easily visualable, if you get what I mean? And when you're reading it, you can imagine it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there I mean, there's different types of readers. Some people can pick up a book and they don't need any help seeing in their minds what they're reading. Um, yeah. that's, that's me. I just create my own my own visuals. Other people, um, they need they they need the help. Their minds just don't work in such a way that they can visually kind of see what they're reading. And so I try to kind of appeal to both. If you're a visual reader like I am, then here you go. I'll just amplify it. But if you're not, then I'm going to give you the help that you need in my writing so that hopefully you can kind of create your own picture in your mind as you're reading my story. And you mentioned about, namely, the big poster that you've got behind you in the office there. And And AI has actually been used to create some of the artwork in Child of Dawn. So what was the reason behind the decision to do that? Well, I've always used um, like Pinterest. Pinterest was my friend when Pinterest started becoming a thing. Like I was like, yes, now I have things that I can be like, oh, that's a really cool picture. And I should use that picture to create this character, yada, yada, yada. And during the course of writing Child of Dawn, uh, AI, this was when like AI was becoming like a thing for everybody to, to have access to. And so I thought, well, you know, I'm such a visual writer. What if I found an AI program that I could use, give it verbal prompts and create characters. So then I could go back and look at those characters as I'm writing about them. And um, I found a a program called Night Cafe. And you 
basically can go on this 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 site and give the AI a prompt and it will create images for you. And so for all the characters in Child of Dawn, there's an actual like AI generated character that I was able to like look at as I was writing about that character. Wow. This just this happens to be like the the main guy, my hero in Child yeah. of Dawn and he's on the cover and he actually took about 3 weeks to do. Uh because AI just wasn't cooperating. <laughs> wow. Do you think at some point you could write a whole book with AI? You know, I hope not because then that <laughs> means I'm out of a job. So. Yes. I mean, there's been a lot of discussion about that. Like, oh, um, yeah. I, I really hope we don't come to that. Uh, I think, I think, I mean, AI is wonderful and I fully support it, but I also still want to be able to write from my heart and soul. And I think that that's a really important part of, of being a writer and being an author and what you read is you need to, you need to get the author's heart behind the story that they write. Yeah. So that's Absolutely. my input. <laughs> well, what else are you working on at the moment? Do you have any upcoming projects and if so what genre or genres are you veering towards so i really loved child of dawn i really loved doing the fantasy thing i didn't think i would i really didn't i thought i would like challenge myself and then be done um however my next work will be a fantasy adventure um something to do with uh pirates which kind of also appeals to my my history side um because they are historical but then there's so much lore that surrounds pirates that it, it's kind of a sweet spot for me so i'm working on that and i hope to have that done by next christmas Ooh, exciting and yes. do you think you could write a christmas book at some point I, it's anything's possible yes I mean, you never know <laughs> yeah but it have to be next christmas at least because it's christmas eve next week actually Crazy. i can't believe yeah, it i know i said it to somebody this morning and they were like no it's not and yeah, i was no. like yes it is actually and they were like oh yeah that's smart no, I'm not ready <laughs> <laughs> yes anyway this book that we're talking about today is of course called child of dawn so where are all the places that that's available so um obvious obvious choice is amazon if you type it in it should pop up um all my other stuff is available on Amazon as well. You just need to type in my name. I also have um, the books available through my website, which is www. My name, all one word, Leslie Ann Lee, and is with an e. Uh, dot com, and you can buy it through there. It'll actually just link you like straight through to Amazon, but that's two options for you to to purchase it. Brilliant. Well, many thanks for talking to us today, and have a great Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, yeah! Hey! Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey! The throbbing pulse of sound. The Toby Gribbon Show.